Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to this very special 2023 roundup of the Infinite Escape Room. I hope you've all had lovely festive celebrations and your first few days of 2024 are filled with new beginnings and promises you know you don't intend to keep. My name's Jamie and I'm going to ring in the new year with a true fact rather than a bullshit fact. So as a kid, I tried out karate and I wore an oversized hand-me-down gi. I think that's the name for a, for a karate uniform. You know, the white thing <clears throat> looks a bit like a dressing gown. Anyways, I was about halfway through my first taster session and I was doing, you know, kicks and punches and shit and my trousers fell down mid-kick. Suffice to say, I never went back and I turned my back on all forms of exercise from then on. So that's healthy. Yeah, just a little bit of avoidance of anything that could make you break a sweat. Yeah, I'm sure that's fine. As you might have guessed by the fact that I'm the only one speaking here, I'm on my own this week. I'm recording this in the limbo between Christmas and New Year, meaning that everyone's off seeing family and putting themselves into food comas and generally just living life. So I'm writing this thing solo. But that means we get to do something special. The Infinite Escape Room Clip Show. And I've asked my fellow producers, our regular solvers, our Patreon supporters and listeners for their favourite moments of 2023. So we'll take a little trip down memory lane and look back on some of the best bits of the past year. Oh, and this evening I am drinking, as is no surprise to literally anybody listening to this podcast by now, uh, a mead. This one is the Horns of Odin Heather Honey Artisan Mead, which is oak-aged. I had this one for my birthday, and it's been in the fridge for a few months now, and I've been dying to taste it. And uh, I've got a lovely little ceramic mead cup that I got for Christmas as well, so I'm feeling particularly festive, and it's, uh, it tastes very special. Oh, quite strong as well. See, I've drank all the homebrew stuff that I've been drinking for the past few weeks, and now I've moved on to the things I had for my birthday and Christmas. And I, I worked it out, and if I only drink mead... When recording these episodes of the podcast, I've got enough to last me until my next birthday. We'll see how well that goes, but I'll keep you posted. Now, before we start playing the best clips, I want to take this moment to thank each and every one of you who supports the Infinite Escape Room on Patreon. Now, we say it in every episode, but you really do make this all possible. Like, you're very generous and continued support. Like That goes towards our hosting costs. It lets us keep the website running and it allows us to invest in half-decent kit. So you literally make this podcast better. And with that in mind, I want to give the most sincerest thanks to Carolyn Hardman, Hill Burton, Jade Shaw, Karen Kate, Rachel Allen, Tonya Beta-Halverson, Will Ryder, Bettina Pagilaluan, C.D. Doyle, Charlotte Knowles, Chris Mikesell, Colin Walker, Dave LeCompte, Dave Shaw, Geneva Kaplan-Smith, Helen Bailey, Jen McPhillamy, Maggie B, Rebecca Gerard, Richard Leggett, Robert Hempel, Hedgebug, J. Cameron Cooper, Myrie Nolan, and Ryan Sparrow. I, I'm reading all those names out loud. It's pretty amazing that, that you folks are the ones there sat there thinking, you know what? These, these, these guys are all right. I'm going to toss a coin or two to them so they can keep trying to, you know, outdo one another for elaborate themes, thin plot lines, and awful puns. Uh, so for that, I continue to be filled with a mixture of shock, awe, and immense gratitude. So thank you. And so without any further ado, let's take a look at some of the best bits of 2023 chosen by us and by you. First up, we've got one of Mike's favourite puzzles from this past year, a homage to the show Dad's Army, 
albeit a little bit more raunchy than I remember the actual show being. For this episode, we were joined by Professor Nick Whitten and James Charnock, and it was a riot from start to finish. And this one was packed full of puzzles. We, James, would you stick your finger into that hole and see what's in there? Just so, in case it's something sharp. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James, your volunteered finger probes the hole, yeah. um, and you can feel it's deeper than your finger. Oh. oh. <laughs> I think that's as far as we should explore that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and to, to, to preface the, the inevitable question, it won't fit in. I mean, I've not... I'm not, I'm not confident on your dimensions, but I, it's just it's, it's a safety thing, really. Yeah, we've got duty of care. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many options for the next bit of this conversation, but let's stick to try and solve this conundrum. What's going on with the sort of papery bit on the left-hand side? It looks like there's a piece of white paper that has been oh. cut. Oh. So the papery bit is now Good spot. irrelevant. <laughs> Because I moved that puzzle component and didn't change the image. Ah. <laughs> it vanishes your, mysteriously. Your, your, fir- your first note should actually have probably appeared under the radio initially, but then I moved it onto the notice board so you wouldn't miss it. Did we put the battery... Did we, are, we, are we just staring at this blank or have we put the battery pack in? You have indeed put the battery pack in. And just to kind of supplement uh, Jamie's explanation, uh, the sort of the significant components of the radio are indeed um, the rather large hole and, as you've discovered, a deep hole uh, on the one side. Um, the uh, volume knob on the left and the hole where the tuning knob should fit in but is missing on uh, the right. The radio with the battery pack plugged in still doesn't appear to have powered on. Can we try switching it on? Uh, I'm afraid you flip the only button you can see and nothing happens. We're going to have to go on a knob hunt, guys. You <laughs> go when you hunt. I've known you for so long that I knew you were going to say that. I'm so predictable. <laughs> One of the episodes that I most enjoyed this year was an episode of John's where Anna, Emma and myself were stuck in hell and had overcomplicated a fairly simple set of interpretations. And I don't mean the fact that we couldn't seem to count one, two, three and four, uh, much to John's dismay. Uh, uh, but it was really funny. So it's all fine. Um, we, we, we were getting things wrong throughout that episode. But when we were getting them wrong, we were getting them wrong hilariously. Mm. How do we find out where we are? <clears throat> Go sex dungeon. That's where we are. <laughs> um, uh, why do they have a sex with a wall? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Is it, is it a particularly sexy wall? <laughs> uh, the wall is very plain. Oh. Oh. Are there any holes? Or are they just dry humping? Um, are they just mashing it against the wall? Mashing it into it? Oh, my God. mashing it. <laughs> They're just mashing it. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you like. I'm glad one of the ladies, said the ladies. That, not one of us, not one of the guys, because that would have sounded really bad coming out of my mouth. I mean, it explains the shock. Well, it did, it's not, it, well, it sounded beautiful coming out of my mouth. I'm sure oh, it, it really did, did Anna. Oh, it, it really did. did. Mashing it, <laughs> um, like potatoes. Okay. On that. On the on the back wall, in that south wall where the coin slot was, if we get close to it, can we hear what Ooh. those ghostly voices are saying? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, good idea. You cannot hear. However, you note that there is now only one coin coming through the slot every few seconds. Mm-hmm. So before there was three. I, three. Three, thank you. I didn't write it. So, no, no worries. So now, is there, can we check the how many bats? Now, there are four bats coming through every few seconds. What the fuck? God. Okay. okay. And snowballs? Two. So I'm guessing this three, no. 
one figure. One. Three, three, three little figures. lonely figure mushing, mashing his ghost stick <laughs> into the wall. There are three, three figures mashing into oh. the... Uh, See, I've oh, written shoot, down yeah, four. three, not one. Oh, sorry, I was getting okay. confused. Cause... So we've got, so we've got four, four bats, two snowballs, mm-hmm. three coins, and four mashings. Uh, one, one coin. coin. One coin. Once again. Yeah. Something changed. Yeah, one coin. So four, what two, is going one, on with three. You in numbers, Anna. <laughs> well, this is this is a this is actually a a, Ooh, a consistent problem sorry. with me. Like this is like one. Remember those episodes where Mike assigned a traitor, someone to sabotage the team, <laughs> and someone who was just so deliberately. No, no, John, you're the sabotage because you included numbers in this puzzle <laughs> and you invited me along to play. So. <laughs> This next favourite was chosen by Alid, our resident brute force tour de force. In fact, I should probably change his contact details in my phone to brute force. I'm not sure how you'd feel about that. It's out there now. Anyways, his favourite of 2023 was a recent episode where we were joined by Jack and Franks from the Tales for Wales podcast. Now, seeing as it was Christmas time and we had an all-Welsh contingent on the podcast, it made sense for me to make a room that was imbued with mysterious Welsh Yuletide folklore. And somehow... All of them predicted it was going to be an episode about the Mary Lloyd before they came onto the podcast. What a bunch of precognition bastards. Love them. It was loads of fun having Alec, Jack and Franks on this one. Like Both the beer and the banter flowed quite well. And he thinks our solvers would have had the skills to become improv bards in a former life. I must insist you let me in. My hooves and teeth are brittle. Just let me in to feast and drink. If only just a little. Please fuck off, you're making such a fuss. Don't you know my mum outlived Liz Truss? Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That's beautiful. This and the idea that this uh, Mary Lloyd as well just nods her head and goes, "Yeah, well, you know, oh, fair enough." Now, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, too good. it's the number of berries on each uh, holly thing. So, oh. can we try three eight one on the uh, padlock? Uh, you can certainly try. Uh, you do three eight one into the the, the block, and it does not oh. open. One eight three. Oh, I can see what you mean. Uh, you put one eight three into the lock, and it pops open. Wait. You open the trap door to reveal a set a set of stairs that leads down to the basement. And well, I'm not going to tell you if you want to go down. Do you want to go down? Yeah, but it's probably should. You mean? So you descend the stairs into a, into a pitch black basement. Uh, but as your eyes adjust, you can make out uh, rows and rows of wine and beer bottles stored in shelves against the wall. And the result is a little side table with a hand-cranked gramophone. And there's also uh, a shape smeared onto the wall in what appears to be blood. I found a delicious can of Carlin down there. Who'd have thought? Vintage. Good fortune. <laughs> <laughs> in 2023, we shook things up a little bit with the creation of our Pubisodes. These fortnightly sidebars gave us some much-needed breathing space to have a proper debrief about each room without making our puzzle episodes overly long. Now, we know you like them short and punchy. Perfect for the commute. Plus, it also let us only have to write an episode every fortnight as opposed to every week, which, let me tell you something right now, it is tiresome. Now, personally, I love the Pubisodes. Now, for one thing... It gives us time to have a second drink. And we get some wonderfully random chatter too. This is my top moment from 2023, where we'd hit our sixth or seventh tangent maybe while discussing the episode The Telephone Game. 
All right, so let's extend the PSA. Musicians, movie makers, <laughs> artists, just anybody, just everyone in the world. Just fucking stop. <laughs> just stop. Ego, Make good art and stop being a twat. Hugh Laurie could unleash a bioweapon. I would still love him. Hugh Laurie could unleash a bioweapon while fucking me in the ear. And I would be like, if, yeah, if Hugh Laurie was able to unleash a bioweapon, yeah, you'd be yeah, you'd be moderately impressed at least. <laughs> like I didn't know he had it in him, you know? Fair dues. No, but then nobody saw that uh, you know, amazing jazz coming either, and it can't be denied. Hugh Laurie's a jazz man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his album. Fantastic jazz pianist. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> exactly. So no one will know about the bioweapon, but everyone will be like, wow, good for him. <laughs> I wanna see I wanna I wanna see Hugh Laurie and Jeff Goldblum do a jazz duet together. <laughs> oh, that, no, I wouldn't want that. a duet. I'd want I want a duel. Jazz off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is one letter away from an exciting Saturday afternoon. Well, that's a poster that would be graffitied around the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. Laurie and Jeff Goldblum jizz off. <laughs> it, it, it would be, though, wouldn't it? I think it has got more in them. I think Jeff. Jeff would win. Well, um, Jeff Goldblum's definitely got more comments. <laughs> I don't know. I feel Probably like his own. I feel like Hughes's. <laughs> but Jeff's got more style, though. You know, as he's going, he'd be doing it hands free. I feel like Hugh Laurie's would be quite potent, though. <laughs> this, this conversation like you don't need a teaspoon but it would be, be effective okay so final PSA um, just stop it unless you're Hugh Laurie or Jeff Goldblum do whatever you want guys you are untouchable <laughs> the phrase I bet Jeff Goldblum's got more cum in him will never ever leave me of course, these episodes are also a forum where we're able to offer up constructive criticism about each other's episodes, you know, puzzle maker to puzzle maker. And sometimes, as was the case of the pubisode following the episode Ground Force, there was sometimes slightly less than constructive criticism. So you've made the assumption that the shed, when you leave the shed, you're facing south, when just as easily leaving the shed, you could have been facing west. The compass clue is at the very top of the show when you're descending through the sky and I say the sun, the evening sun is shining upon I'll be honest, I didn't tune in until we were already in the shed. I know, and that's why I put that prompt there. That's exactly the reason for putting the prompt there, at the very top of the show, in amongst a load of other junk. Um, I wouldn't have said junk, but I mean, you know, if you, if you want to describe it as... Can I throw my two cents in before we get in? Because I get the theme for his eyes. No, because I get the feeling, I get the feeling that basically we could rehash something that is going to be of marginal interest to the listeners at absolute <laughs> best. What I will say... We had a disagreement. My, my, my reflection is, I actually really like the theme. I thought the fundamental kind of logic puzzle underneath it... It was a very good logic puzzle. I do enjoy that sort of... Uh, yeah, really puzzle. charming. Uh, had some really nice elements to it. A bit of thinking, a bit of testing, a bit of actual thought. I thought that was really lovely. Um, even with the fuck up the forgivable fuck up um, where you had to kind of where I literally saw the little beads of sweat flop up on your brow you can tell he's just taken his Valium can't <laughs> um, and then of course there's just there was you know it was having a, a really lovely chill time with it up until <laughs> up until the exact orientation and layout of the garden which was described as Dom says extensively if not clearly now that was definitely the point at which to go, let's stop the timer for a second. Here's a quick drawing. This isn't the way around it's facing in terms of north, south, east, west, but here it is to clear up any An accurate map. And then we could work out mm. the orientation. Because it was so because it was so critical. 
and we were and we were so clearly failing to understand it the failing to do so was a obtuse in the extreme i realized as i was designing this that there was some fun to be had with the drawing of the picture of the garden i didn't want to give you a north south east west very deliberately yeah, that's fine because i wanted that to be the final awful puzzle that oh fuck actually which way is up but of course it's not just about us dear listeners what about you what did you like now i asked our wonderful patreon supporters what their highlights of 2023 were and my thanks go to hedgebug who sent across a couple of gems their top pick of the last year and it was very highly favored among the other solvers and the production crew as well was the episode The Temple of Mood, created by Danny. Now, this episode used a puzzle mechanic I'd never seen before, and it was one that took us ages to figure out. But when we did, oh boy, was it a satisfying solve. So I feel like was- red would happen, that would be when we mess with the fuse, maybe. Oh, yeah, good shout. Should we try replacing the fuse? Let's. Uh, sure, so you replace the fuse in the box with the shiny new one, but nothing happens. Mm, bums. What the tweezers for? You hear a chime and the light fades from white back to purple. Okay, so we got the number five on the keypad and then we've already got the extra bits from that. Anything on the ceiling on this one? Nope. Okay, so I'm guessing that when the if it goes red, the ceiling might change to be whatever the truth is because we've already had moon for blue and yellow for sun. Mm. How we trigger the cycle to go around again. Can we just shout to the universe, can, can it... Can it please switch to blue? Oh, um, oh God! Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. How's about? Hey. How's about? Let's let's switch the blue. Let's switch oh, the blue. Oh, let's oh, let's yeah. hear a chime yeah. and the light fades out and comes back blue. Okay. It's our emotions are triggering it. The oh, colours okay. to our emotions. So if we want to see red, we've got to get angry. Okay. Uh, oh, anything in the blue zone that's lit up with a number or anything like that? Uh, so there's a moon on the ceiling. Uh, you can't see anything in the panels because they're covered. Uh, and you've already connected the sand pit, which gave you the lion, which is in the panels. Oh, okay. Well, should we get angry? Okay, yeah, angry. I want to oh. see some goddamn <laughs> oh, oh. The, you hear a chime and the light fades out and comes back red. Uh. You can see that the sand pit is different and uh, the lion panel, which is already in the thing, has a glowing red bee on it. So you have lines at 3 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Okay, let's join the lines. Okay, you connect the lines in the sand and you hear a click and one of the four pagodas unhinges its top to reveal a small hatch with a glowing red number six at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Let's stay angry just in case the light changes before we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> now, a tip of the cap should also go to Danny's bullshit sponsor for that episode. Another creation for this year was the bullshit sponsor. Now, since we don't have any real-world podcast sponsors yet, I'm still waiting for that call, 19 Crimes. Or literally fucking any mead company in the UK slash Wales, because I'm probably putting your kids through college right now. Yeah, since we don't have any actual sponsors yet, we've taken to creating outlandish startups and subscription services to fake fund the podcast. And from that episode, Mike's pick for favourite bullshit sponsor was Nana Jerome's Gusset Cleansing Gum. And Danny, who's this episode brought to us by? Who's our cool sponsor? 
Oh, well, I thought you'd really like this one, Mike, because this week's episode is sponsored by Nana Jerome's Gusset Cleansing Gum. When your, <laughs> when your undercarriage starts to hum, reach for Nana G's Gusset Cleaning Gum. Available now in a limited edition mango chutney scent. <laughs> Remember that since 2022, Nana G's has been 100% free of feline HIV. <laughs> uh, the, the rhymes are what make it for me, and that is beautiful. That's so good. It's wonderful. This past year has also been a great one for special guests. And we've had some wonderfully funny and interesting folks join us on the podcast this year, from professors to puzzle makers to fellow podcasters. You've all brought something new and interesting to these episodes, and I thank you all. Now, in case you've not yet listened to the episodes that we've had these special guests, uh, we've had episodes featuring Gordon Liz from the Escape Room Review site Review the Room, uh, Myrie Ashenal from the Escape Room Review site The Escape Roomer, Step Lockyer, a puzzle designer of Enigmailed, uh, Professor Nick Whitten and James Charnock from Playful Learning. Anna and Lisa, who are puzzle makers and owners of Scarlet Envelope. Jeff, Colin, Mark and Sarah from Control Alt Escape Escape Rooms. And Jack and Franks from the Tales for Wales podcast. And here's a little mashup of some of their episodes. Uh, and the screen on his little tummy says, warning, ethanol fuel cells low. Oh. Isn't it? Ethanol is alcohol. Oh. We could give him the bottle. Monk update. Several of the monks have stripped naked and tied their robes together to create a makeshift rope. Unfortunately, having taken a vow of poverty, their robes are very flimsy and threadbare, so can't withstand any weight. Another naked monk falls to his death in the hole. I do not want to investigate dead monks' holes. <laughs> we are out there now. That's the sound bite right there for the episode. <laughs> and the irony will be is that is where the answer lies. <laughs> That's I can easy. assure you there is nothing in this monk's holes. <laughs> oh, you checked, have we? <laughs> just to save you the embarrassment. <laughs> the bottle that we've just opened, shall we try giving it to Merv? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Uh, it was the bottle of Shimmy, was it, you picked up? The one that we couldn't taste or smell anything of, yeah. Yeah, uh, so you pour the Shimmy down Merv's gullet and he vibrates a little as his systems process the beer. His little tummy screen flashes to show that his ethanol cells are slightly recharged, and he says, Shimmy, chemical breakdown, cobalt, fiscal, easium. And gives a little happy ping. <laughs> cobalt. Because what robot doesn't love a boozer? Can I prod the, the rod on that? You can. There's some scratch marks going from left to right on that sign itself. Ooh, in that case, let me give that sign a rub with, with my magnetic child's paddle. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> oh, that's right to self. <laughs> and uh, could I rub it left to right repeatedly? Your words, not mine, Step. Uh, you can hear the door loosening when you go one direction. Okay, which direction? Uh, when you move the metal, the magnetic paddle from right to left, you can feel the door loosening. Okay. Can we open the door while it's loosened? Or does that not you work? You can indeed. So the door is open and you have found yourself in front of uh, a large sheet of tracing paper with symbols on it. It leads to another room, but that room isn't relevant at the moment. Is there anything else in this room? Um, other than the, the trapdoor, all you've got are the, the teeth of the rabbit itself. Should we go and examine those teeth? The sharp, sharp teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a close look at the teeth. So most of the teeth, weirdly for a rabbit, come to these really sharp points. Um, and you've got the two incisors at the front that have just continued to grow beyond death, becoming so long that they're almost piecing the flesh of the tongue beneath. So it's like pointy, 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 
really long incisors. I think maybe we should pick one of those roots, esophagus or trachea, find something else that way. Uh, the, uh, it appears that those, that sign is above the trapdoor itself. Um, oh, so we, we've come up esophagus. We must have come up esophagus. Yeah. It, oh. it appears that the lever um, will oh. open to the trachea. So Much like a, a windpipe gullet situation. How many teeth are there? Uh, many. Uh, lots and lots of teeth on the other uh, razor sharp ones, but then two long, thin incisors. Can we sledgehammer the incisors? Would that be helpful? Smash them up. You, you <laughs> certainly can. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, so tiny shop. It's a you sort of plant your feet into the soft tongue and try and get your bearings as much as you can. Take a huge swing of the sledgehammer against the incisors, and it splinters, just raining down shards of enamel down on you. Um, and those two front buck teeth have now broken into long, thin splinters. Ah, handle. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, what code are we going to enter? Uh, zero zero one, please. You put zero zero one into the lock, and uh, zero zero two, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm patient type. Okay. Oh no! We only have You've... Minutes, so. <laughs> you have sunk my battleship. <laughs> after after the first ten attempts, your fingers start to get a little bit tired. And can we try five feet Jamie? She just thing. sits in the chair, and watches the fire. She's good. She... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you enter the code uh, five five nine into the three digit lock and it pops open. Uh, you slide open the door of the dumbwaiter to reveal a large rope. Yeah. Let's pull on the rope. Sure. Uh, as you pull on the rope, you hear something clattering from below and you see a large bucket come into view. Uh, the bucket is attached to the rope uh, and it is currently... Thank God, I wanted to go to the toilet ages ago. <laughs> That's that whiskey that you found in the globe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold it in. This is inappropriate. <laughs> Can we? Where are we going? Yeah. Um. What do you? What colour's mold on a peach? Green. Is it? No, it's. Is it yellow? Oh, so I haven't eaten a peach for ages. It's blue. I'd say mold is blue. Blue. I can't be for arguing about the colour of mold <laughs> on a peach. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll put that one on blue. We'll put that one on blue and the other one on yellow. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. So, what's going on? What? Green for the, uh, um, the seed. seed, blue for the mold, and whatever the last one was. Yellow for new life, for some nope. reason. No. Swap. You are desperately low on time. Would you like a little stare? <laughs> yeah. Think about the colours of the lights. Yellow, blue, green. Mm. Yellow, blue, green. Yellow, blue, green. yellow on the top right, blue on the... Sorry, yellow on the top left, blue on the top right, green in the middle. Mm. That child difficulty level escape room. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in it right now. I, I feel like we got the first two right. Do we go the left? The last one was wrong. Or do we go left? Or... You have a yellow light, a blue light, and a green light. What do yellow and blue make? Green. Green. Okay, so far we've looked at everyone's personal favourites. I mean, that's great, but it's also subjective. You know what's not subjective? Cold, hard, maths. So with that in mind, I've crunched the numbers, and the episode with the most listens, ironically, wasn't a puzzle episode. It wasn't even a pubisode. It was the second part of our RPG special, The Born Kerfuffle. 
This episode, called Chronofarce, saw a diminutive postman, a psychotically depressed birthday clown, a beekeeper who'd psychically linked with a hive, and an upper-crust action hero dog photographer, all band together to completely fuck up the time-space continuum. Michael did make a noose because he was turned down by the reception. (laughs) (laughs) And then he worked that into this game, actually. (laughs) Everyone's favourite incel clown. (laughs) He's a a pretty big shot in Forge. Cryo Cryo the sad boy. (laughs) Oh, God. Right, so I have um, deftly slid between the woman's legs... Um, I've gotten out of. Oh, sorry, I'm really moving away from the mic. I, I'm, I'm acting it out. <laughs> I love it. Um, I got out my rubber bullet gun and I'm going to aim for the back of the neck. Ooh, uh, Jesus. Yep. So aiming to kill. Uh, okay, fine. You know what happens? Brainstem. 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 Yeah, really just want to take out those basic functions. <laughs> she's, you think she's a titan, but you take that's, Yeah, that seems a bit harsh. That's not, that's not very Hubert. Okay, he's going to try and aim for the head anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance the neck might survive and she just never walk again. We want to make sure she dies. <laughs> That's a mess you compared to a, maybe a lifetime of paralysis. No. You can die from rubber bullets. You can definitely die from which is what we're talking about now. Non lethal is, is propaganda. <laughs> the effect of okay so are you, are you pulling the trigger Anna because I have my finger hovering over the gunshot button <laughs> which I wish I'd and pressed will, earlier and the Wilhelm scream <laughs> yeah. Look, he's gonna he's gonna reflect on what he's done later if this is successful so okay. he's not really thinking about it in the or moment or indeed he won't yeah. have to because of the whole reverse time <laughs> yeah, he, yeah yeah, he'll be in, in her past his future or whatever oh well I didn't do it anyway <laughs> so that was really quiet oh yeah okay oh. Um, but but you missed yeah one one of oh no Oh no. That's <laughs> <laughs> the rubber bullet going nowhere special. I think I've done two successful rolls in in three hours of gameplay. It's the it's the luck of the dice. <laughs> oh, I guess it's down to me then. Yep. So that's enough of a look backwards. And as I'm on to my second or maybe third meet of the evening at this point, I don't fucking keep in score right now. I best wrap this up. So let's talk about the future. In 2023, we made some changes to the podcast that we think work really well. But what do you think? Do you like what we've done this year? And more importantly, what would you like to see us do next year? Uh, What themes do you want us to tackle? What special guests would you like us to bring on? Uh, Should we do a musical episode? Should we do an ASMR episode? Uh, Should we do a live recording on Twitch or something? Like, let us know. Like, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'll be dead in the cold hard ground before I start calling that shit X. Uh, We're on Facebook and Instagram at The Infinite Escape Room, and we're on Twitter as Tia underscore podcast. That's the tears of a cake, not the tears of a clown. And of course, if you're one of our supporters, then chat to us on Patreon or on Discord. Let us know what you want from us for the next year. And now, dear listeners, if you're still with us, uh, I'd like to ask a little favour of you, if I may. Consider it a late Christmas gift to me, your boy Jamie. Now, I would love it if you would go on to your podcasting app of choice and write us a little review. Now, as far as I can tell, the last one we got was a year ago from someone called Chuckers. That's a lot of yous. Uh, who said, just madcap absurdity, wonderful puns and banter, delightfully unhinged puzzles and just good fun scratches the itch for any escape room addict. Now, which, is, which is a lovely thing to say, a bloody lovely thing to say. And it gives me tingles. And I'd like some more tingles, please. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Podcast Addict, wherever, leave us a little review, please. And if your podcast app doesn't let you review podcasts, then chuck us up a review on our Facebook page. 
it really does help. Now, if this were a pub episode, I'd be saying that at this point, the barman is wiping down the counters and looking at their watch rather intently with a hold. Puff, puff, puff. But of course, I'm not in a bar. I'm in my living room. I may or may not be wearing trousers, and I'm several meads deep. So it's time for me to say goodbye. And I'll end this episode with a toast to you, dear listeners, your health and happiness, and to many, many more puzzles to come in 2024. Cheers. And never brought to mind Should old acquaintance be forgot On days of old lang syne Poor old lang syne, my dear, poor